Welcome back, Giants fans. We have the Week 11 game preview against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, i got to keep saying this for the next couple weeks just so people know. You can find these videos in podcast form at MTM Giants Podcast, so look it up. Hopefully, it's on your podcast platforms, and rate and review if you would. Be so kind. Um, anyway, let's get into the video here. So, key injuries for this game. Well, actually, let me see the spread first. That's probably where I should go first. Anyway, Tampa Bay is favored by 11 points. Definitely not what you want to see, but it's not really a surprise because Tampa's an elite roster, and... They're coming off two losses in a row, and you would think at some point they're going to get their craft together, and this could be the game, and the Giants might be the uh, the sacrificial lamb, or whatever you want to call it. I don't know. So we'll go over some of the key injuries in this game. So for the Giants, Sterling Shepard still has the quad injury, and I would have been surprised if he played this week, and right now it doesn't sound like he will. Hopefully he does. We, we do play Monday, so that's definitely the, the good part about it. He has an extra day now, but I'm not counting on Shepard playing, just hopefully he does. Saquon Barkley with the ankle, and same thing for Devontae Booker. They're both limited, but they're looking like they're going to play. So that's definitely good news for the Giants run game. And Andrew Thomas, foot slash ankle injury. He is limited right now, but should play, I think. So I'm counting on him playing in this game. The Giants definitely need him against the Tampa, Tampa Bay defensive line. So that would definitely be a big help, of course. And the Giants offense is a whole lot better when Andrew Thomas is there. Now, Logan Ryan, this was a new one. He's now on the COVID list and he still has a chance to play Monday. I do believe the way it works. Don't take this as gospel because I'm not going to like act like I know the entire vaccination rules in the NFL. But from what I've heard is that if a player test negative two days in a row and they're vaccinated which Logan Ryan is vaccinated then they can play so if he tests negative tomorrow and Sunday or maybe even Sunday and Monday he should be able to play so it's not he's not definitely out but it's just not looking good right now so Logan Ryan from what I saw or what I read has had a close contact away from the Giants facility so yeah based on that any tested positive on on Friday today so not good there but Logan Ryan hasn't played that well anyway so I don't know maybe it's a blessing in disguise who knows Rob Gronkowski for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers has a back injury he should play it's looking like he's trending towards playing on Monday he has not played a full game since week three I believe so Gronk's been out for a while Vita Vea with a knee injury has not practiced yet definitely good news he's probably the best run stopper in football and for a man who's like 350 pounds he's a great pass rusher and Antonio Brown with an ankle injury slash off-field stuff, because why not? Because it's Antonio Brown. But he had a whole thing come up yesterday about how he has a fake vaccination card and all that stuff. And I don't know what's going to happen with AB. I'm not expecting him to play, but he might. So Antonio Brown is highly questionable for this game. But for the Giants, the only guys I view as highly questionable for this game are Logan Ryan because of the COVID. And then we have Sterling Shepard. So outside of that, I expect most guys to return. Obviously, Galladay's going to play. Tony's going to play. Barkley and Booker should play. Um, yeah, I mean, most guys on this injury report should play outside of Shepard and, uh, and Logan Ryan, but we'll find out about them. So for Tampa Bay's team ranks in 2021, right now their offense is third in the NFL in points per game. They, they score 31 points per game. Imagine that. Imagine having an offense that averages 30 points per game. Jason Garrett hasn't reached that in a year and a half. He can't even reach that once, and this team averages that. Oh, my God. So, anyway, there's that. Offensive passing yards per game. Tampa's first in the NFL. They love to pass the ball, obviously. They're rushing uh, rushing yards per game. They're 27th in the NFL. I will say Leonard Fournette's had a pretty good year, so I wouldn't take that lightly. But, yeah, they have not ran the ball that well. Uh, defensive points per game, 18th in the NFL. So, their defense is the middle of the road. Under Todd Bowles, they allowed 23.6 points per game. I'm sure some of that could be garbage time and whatnot. But, still, defensive pass yards per game. 22nd in the NFL you can pass on this Tampa defense we've said that before and defensive rushing yards per game so they've been overtaken by the Saints of course the Saints are now the number one rush defense in football but Tampa is still very elite at stopping the run they're number two in the NFL which is why I think Daniel Jones has to have a big game in this one 
for the Giants to win. Now for some of the game notes and some of the key matchups here, Chris Godwin against Darnay Holmes or any slot corner for the Giants. We may see some Julian Love slot snaps, but we also might see Julian Love fill in for Logan Ryan. So that's, you know, maybe it might be Darnay Holmes. I don't know. But Chris Godwin is a very, very good NFL wide receiver. Sure, most of you are familiar with him. He's playing on a franchise tag, I believe. So he's been off to a good start so far. Had a bit of a down week last week coming off an injury, but he is a very good receiver and my number one concern right now for this Tampa Bay offense outside of Tom Brady, of course. But yeah, Chris Godwin versus our slot corners is not the matchup I dream of, of course. Now, Chris Godwin does play out wide sometimes, but he definitely plays more in the slot than out wide. So I looked at his uh, wide percentages versus slot percentages. He does play more in the slot. So that is a concerning matchup for me. Of course, Mike Evans is always going to scare anybody. Mike Evans is one of the better outside receivers in the NFL. And in Daniel Jones' debut, I think that um, I think Mike Evans had like close to 300 yards that game. So it was on Janoris Jenkins and whatnot. I know he's gone now, but Mike Evans definitely should fear, strike fear into any football fan that's playing against him. Even guys like Tyler Johnson and Giovanni Bernard. We know Gio Bernard from his time with the Bengals for many years, the running back. But even Tyler Johnson, who was a late round pick out of Minnesota a couple years back, I always liked him as a talent. Um, they have a lot of weapons on this team, obviously. I talked about Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette right now is having his, uh, he's tied for his highest career yards per carry in a season, 4.3 yards per carry. So they've been running the ball pretty well when it's Fournette. Ronald Jones, not so much. But Leonard Fournette has been off to a good start this year. He's having a really good season. And Tampa Bay's offensive line is still very elite. They are one of the best offensive lines in football based on their PFF grades right now. I'll go down the line here. Their left tackle, Donovan Smith, is ninth ranked out of 79 tackles and 80 PFF of grade. Their left guard, Ali Marpet, has a 80.8 grade. That's six amongst guards. Their center, Ryan Jensen, has a 68.6 grade, 12th amongst guards. Right guard, Alex Kappa, has a 71.6 grade. That's 15th amongst guards. This must be awesome to have this offensive line. And of course, Tristan Wirfs, bit of a decline from his rookie year, but still awesome. 76.9 grade, 18th amongst right tackles or tackles in general. So yeah, their offensive line has been very elite. And guys like Leonard Williams and guys like Dexter Lawrence have to do a good job of just penetrating this defense. Of course, we have to see guys like Aziz Ojolari maybe have one or two sacks, of course. Maybe a Quincy Roche once again. And Quincy Roche has been off to a good start in his NFL career, but this is a much different level of competition here. The Raiders' offensive line is not all that great. This is a much better competition here. So Tampa... Their offensive line scares me. Their weapons scare me. Their entire offense scares me. I guess the one good thing they have going for them right now, for us at least, is that Tom Brady has four interceptions in his past two games. So it's not very Tom Brady-like, but if you get some pressure on Tom Brady, you can force him to bad decisions. We've seen Xavier McKinney be a ball hawk in recent weeks. Maybe he gets a pick in this game. So I don't know. We have to turn them over, of course. As long as we can stop them from having like a big game with their passing offense and kind of keep Chris Godwin quiet and keep Mike Evans quiet, I'd feel better about things, but still, I mean, stopping them for a full 60 minutes is going to be a very tough task, obviously. The Giants offense has to score is basically what I'm getting to. The Giants offense can't put up less than 17 and expect to win this game. Kind of like the uh, Kansas City game, how the Giants defense played phenomenal and held the Chiefs to 20 points, but the Giants only put up 17. Um, that's part of it. And Daniel Jones threw the bad interception in that game and gave the Chiefs really good field position. You can't have that in this game. The Giants have to do all the little things like win the field position battle. I don't expect them to run the ball well, but definitely have to have a good game from Riley Dixon and all those things. And the special teams can't be garbage. So yeah, the Giants have to have a lot of things go right for them in this game. And Daniel Jones has to have a really good 
good game here for them to compete, in my opinion. Daniel Jones gets to go up against a Buccaneers secondary that's not very good against the pass right now. They have guys out for this team like Carlton Davis, the cornerback, Richard Sherman, as we know, the cornerback. I think Sean Murphy Bunting, the cornerback. He might return this week, but I'm not sure if he's coming back yet. So they have a few pretty key injuries in their secondary for Tampa right now. And I mentioned before, it's very hard to run on them. It would help if Vita Vea was out because he's a great run stopper, but the Giants don't really run the ball that well in general. They did against the Las Vegas Raiders because their run defense sucks, but Tampa Bay has one of the best run defenses in football, as we alluded to earlier. But this has to be the game where Daniel Jones can put the offense on his back. We've seen him do it before against the Saints, and we saw him do it against kind of Carolina earlier in the season. So hopefully he can do it in this matchup. Now, the concerning part, of course, can the Giants offensive line hold up long enough to keep Daniel Jones upright? Maybe they can, because last year, if you remember, the Giants had a lot of deep ball attempts against Tampa Bay. I know the Giants lost that game, like, what was it, 27-25, some weird score. The Giants lost by two on the failed two-point conversion to Deion Lewis, but Daniel Jones went deep a lot in that game. I remember, like, five or six plays where Daniel Jones actually threw the ball downfield, and the Giants have not been doing that a lot really since that game. So maybe Jason Garrett in his game plan for whatever reason just wants to go deep against Tampa. Hopefully that's the case here because I want to see this offense actually try to go deep because now we have our weapons back for the most part. Kenny Galladay's back. Kadarius Tony's back. Shepard might be out, of course, but just having those two guys is good enough. You know, Kenny Galladay is still a top 20 wide receiver in the league. Uh, Kadarius Tony, talent-wise, might be a top 20 guy in the league. So, you know, you have him. You have Evan Engram, of course, who has not been that bad this year. Uh, Saquon Barkley is now back. Like, you have some weapons on this team. So, I'm not going to sit here and make all the excuses for Jones. And Andrew Thomas being back is going to help a lot. And the Giants' offensive line, look, it's concerning. You're going to have Thomas go against Shaq Barrett most times. You're going to have Matt Skura and uh, Price and Hernandez go against Vita Vea possibly if he plays. If he doesn't, that's very good news, of course. But even Nate Solder versus Jason Pierre-Paul is a matchup I don't want to see happen. But we have seen Daniel Jones have historic performances in Tampa before. It's been one time versus a much worse and much different Tampa defense at that time, and it was a Jameis Winston-led Buccaneers team. I get all that, but we've seen it before, and... Listen, Daniel Jones should have played better against Tampa last year. If the Giants, if Daniel Jones played decent in that game against Tampa last year, the Giants probably would have won that game. So I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible for the Giants to beat Tampa. The Giants have, you know, they've been in very close games with Tampa the past few years. I think they played them back in 2018, and Peyton Barber had like 150 rushing yards. And I think the Giants either won that game in a high-scoring game or lost that one. I forget now, but it was a close high-scoring game. They won at Tampa in 2019, as we know, the close high-scoring game there. And then last year, they lost by two at home against Tampa. So like they have for some reason been very close and competitive. I know this is a different team with Tom Brady and all his new weapons of Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown, although AB might not play. But still, the Giants for some reason always find a way to stay close with Tampa. And the Giants being a 11-point underdog is a bit disrespectful in my opinion. I picked the Giants to cover that spread. I don't know if the Giants will win this game, but I do see it being closer than Vegas has it. I will put it that way. So I don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but it is year three. Daniel Jones has to have a big game. He might throw the ball 35, 40 times in a matchup like this where Tampa is putting up points. The Giants have to obviously keep up here, and the Giants may be behind by 7, 10, 14 points, 13 points at some points in this game, and Daniel Jones may have to kind of lead a comeback. And if Daniel Jones has one of those games where he fumbles and throws an interception in a bad spot, I mean, it's, it's going to be a rough game. But if Daniel Jones has one of those elite outings where he can put up close to 300 passing yards and not turn the ball over and actually have an efficient red zone offense, the Giants have a chance. You're not going to beat this team kicking field goals, but if we can actually convert in the red zone, which I know is asking for so much, I know. But still, if they can do that somehow, 
this should be a close game. I think the Giants, I mean, look, if I had to guess right now, we're probably not going to win this game, but I just want to see it be close. I want to see the Giants go to Tampa in prime time with them coming off two losses and actually put up a fight. I don't want to go there and have Tampa put up 41 points and this game be over in the third quarter. I don't want to see that. So if this game can at least be close and the Giants maybe can win it, which would be great, but I don't know if that's going to happen, then I think as Giants fans will be satisfied. But of course, when you're three and six and you know possibly going three and seven, you don't want to see that be the outcome. But the Giants, of course, put themselves in a tough spot by losing games to to Atlanta and Washington earlier this season. So this is a game where, based on the record, they have to win, but it's a very tough matchup. I do understand that. Now, Tampa has a corner named Dee Delaney, who has a 46 coverage grade, according to PFF this year. Jamel Dean's having a great year. Mike Edwards playing some slot corner slash safeties, having a good year. We know Antoine Winfield Jr. is a very good player. So still, even with the injuries, Tampa has a great secondary, but you can attack their cornerback too here which is D. Delaney. And D. Delaney should be up against Kenny Galladay at some points in this game. He'll be up against Darius Slate. And if you put uh, Tony outside, he'll be up against him. So he's more of an outside uh, cornerback. But the Giants should attack that guy early and often. See if D. Delaney can beat you. If you can beat him, you're going to force Tampa to do things they don't want to do and rotate their coverage to that side of the field and then open up more things. So I want to see the, the game plan here is to attack this kid early and see if he can hold up because he has not had that great of a year so far. And the Giants should definitely look to exploit that early. So while it's a big game for Daniel Jones, I mentioned that before, it's also a big game for Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett can't go into this game with the conservative mindset like he had against the uh, the Panthers and the Raiders. Like if you go into this game with that mindset, you're probably going to get killed. And Tampa Bay's defense is one that I still respect, even despite some of the injuries, I still respect their defense a lot. And Daniel Jones has to, of course, overcome a offensive line that's not ideal, but this is a matchup where you can beat them deep. They do have a bad cornerback, as I just mentioned. So Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones, this is a big game for their future. I still think Jones is back here next year, but for Jason Garrett's future, at least, this is a big game. If Jason Garrett can actually put up 25 plus points against Tampa that would be a great look for him I still wouldn't want him back but still it'd be a great look for him and his job security and maybe getting a future head coaching job hopefully not for this team so there is a scenario where the Giants have a good passing week offensively I don't really count on the running game being that great I see this being one of those Saquon Barkley games where he gets like 15, 16 carries and only rushes for like 40, 50 yards. It's not going to be pretty probably. Now, Saquon Barkley, as we know, can have one play change at all. If Saquon Barkley can have that one run for 60 yards, 50 yards, that can change everything, of course. But I think for the most part, Tampa's run D is so good where it's going to be tough to have a consistent four, five, even three yards per carry against them. So I'm not going to trust the run game to really open up this Giants offense. Now, as for the Giants defense, they got to keep this up. They've been very very, very good the past three games against Kansas City and Carolina and Las Vegas. Two of those offenses being really good, of course. Carolina's is, you know, it's whatever. It's all right. Anyway, um, the Giants defense has to keep this up. The pressure has to be there, of course, with the uh, with Leonard Williams and Aziz and Roche. Those guys have to keep it up, of course. But as I mentioned, it will be tough against a really good offensive line for Tampa Bay. So it won't be a cakewalk like it was with Kansas City's offensive line and the Raiders' offensive line. So even uh, the Panthers' offensive line. So this is a different level of competition. It's going to be a tough environment in Tampa, although there are a good amount of Giants fans in Tampa. I do forget that because the Giants, I guess, have a lot of people 
that are older fans that I guess go to Florida and retire there. I don't know, but there have been a really weird amount of Giants fans in Tampa the past uh, couple times they've been there. So I guess it is possible. It's not going to be overwhelmingly a, a bad crowd there for the Giants, but it's still going to be majority Tampa fans. I will say that. So what are the keys here to victory? Daniel Jones and Jason Garrett have to have a good game, and I do think it's possible against the bad secondary. The defense has to keep it up. Don't let Tom Brady put up 35 points on you. The defense has to keep this up. You know, keep them in the low 20s, high teens, even for points. That would be great, of course. And then, of course, contain Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. The Chris Godwin matchup, as I mentioned earlier, it kind of scares me the most here. But let's not act like Mike Evans ain't good either. Of course, it's going to be a tough matchup for Dory Jackson or James Bradbury, whoever has to deal with him on the outside. So that will be tough. And we know how bad the Giants are against receiving backs. So don't let Gio Bernard have like a five catch for 50-yard game against you. Keep him in check as well. So I don't know. I don't know what to expect in this game, honestly. I could see a whole lot of different outcomes. I mean, this could be like a game where the Giants compete to the final minute or Tampa wins by a lot of points. I don't know. But hopefully we get a close game. And, you know, if things go right and Daniel Jones has a historic performance here, the Giants could win this game. So let's go in there with that type of mindset. And hopefully they find a way to get it done. Hopefully the coaching staff actually puts together a good game plan. Not only did the Giants have their bye week to have a whole game plan here, they have an extra day. So they had like how many days? 15 days to get this right. So their game plan better be a damn good one because that would say a lot about this coaching staff if they can't put a game plan together in half a month, you know? So the Giants have the benefit of a bye and the extra day. The coaching staff better have a good game plan against Tampa here. I get it's a tough matchup, but you had all the time in the world to prepare for this game and hopefully the coaching staff actually gives us a chance to win this game. So that'll do it for this video. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. I will have a game reaction once this is over. Hopefully a positive one. I might actually stream this game. If you guys want me to stream this game, let me know. I'm thinking about it. I'm definitely down to do that in a primetime game, but I'm sure most fans want to watch the Eli and Peyton broadcast. So anyway, if you guys want me to do that, let me know and I'll stream this game and I will talk to you guys next time.